All right, welcome to another edition of the Hot Take Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Nolan. Uh, Episode 9, we got the date is February 4th. It is 2 o'clock. Let's get things going. So we got a lot to talk about today. We got the Knicks, Nets, and then my two friends will be joining me today. Talk about the Jets, Zach Wilson, and the offseason coming up. But let's get started with the New York Knicks. Um, They're obviously the most talked about team in New York besides the Giants. But today, the Knicks are the hot topic today. Uh, The trade deadline's coming up. It's next Thursday. We got to figure out what to do. What moves are we going to make? There's reports going all around that the Knicks are interested in Darren Fox right now from the Sacramento Kings. Um, It's reported that the player in that swap would be Julius Randle. That's according to the NBA Central Twitter account. So we got that to talk about. Also, I wanted to get into Kemba Walker. He might be dealt uh, coming up sometime this weekend. So we'll get into that. And the Knicks need a point guard. So why not go for Darian Fox? Let's get that started. Why Randall is uh, now on the on the block, apparently. He's... There's rumors of him being moved sometime this week by February 10th, uh, the trade deadline. So we'll see what happens with that. But Julius Randle, man, the Knicks signed him to a four-year, $117 million contract in the offseason. He took a pay cut to help the Knicks out, which is crazy because now we're looking at it. The pay cut, you you you're playing like you deserve that pay cut, man. 18 points per game, obviously down. The turnovers are up. The assists are down. The rebounds are down. The field goal percentage is down. Everything's down for Randall. Um, And that's okay. You know, it happens. Uh, Statistically, down years can happen. But the attitude on the court, um, shoving Evan Fournier a couple weeks ago in the Pelicans game, the Desmond Bain scuffle, getting two technical fouls the other night, getting ejected from the game. I think that's why the Knicks are now actually thinking about trading this guy. The bad play, that that's okay. You know, we got we to gotta fight through that. He could fight through that. But the attitude on the court, the lack of hustle, the lack of effort on defense, it's just not there. There's no – the energy from Julius Randle is not there anymore, at least not from last year. He's not leading this team like he was last year. That's flat. It's – that's what it is. The reason that the Knicks are struggling this year is because last year they had a guy who averaged 24 points a game with six assists and 10 rebounds. He was a triple-double threat almost every single night. This year now, Julius Randle obviously has had more single-digit games than 30-point games, and it's alarming. It's alarming, especially with the attitude. And that's uh, also another thing about Julius's Randle play R.J. Barrett learned how to go to the right. We've seen it. He's, he's doing it. He's getting to the rim more. He's knocking down jumpers. His mid-range shot is be- is much better. He's adding new things to his game, whereas Julius Randle, it's really the same thing. Defense is picked up on it. You know, it's the same post-up post up play in the uh, post-fade that kind of like Carmelo Anthony used to do, but it doesn't hit. You know, the three-pointers, he's dribbling too much outside the perimeter. Doesn't make any sense why he's bringing the ball up, initiating the offense. He's not that type of player. So it's also on Tibbs for not using him in the right way. But at the end of the day, it's also on Julius Randle. You know, it's the player himself, man. 
the bad attitude, the scuffle with Desmond Bain, as I mentioned. You know, seven total technical fouls cast this year. That's an issue. That's an issue. Especially because the, these technical fouls have been in the recent recent weeks. So, I mean, he's got to figure it out. Uh, but, and so do the Knicks, too. Like, what are we going to do with him? We got him on a four-year deal. So, and it doesn't even kick in until next uh, in this next offseason. So, we got him realistically for five more seasons, including this one. So what do we do with him? Can we trade him? Like, I mean, his value's at an all all-time low right now. The best time to trade him was in the offseason. If the Knicks really were feeling risky, they should have traded Julius Randle in the offseason after he had an outlier season where his value was at his peak value. It, it will never get higher than that. Last year he had a tremendous season, and all credit is due to him for that year. But this year he's just not the same. And He's his reaction to to the fans, to the media, it's just not well. It's not doing well. He's not talking to the media in the post game. He's not doing well. So the Knicks really need to figure out what they want to do with Julius Randle. There's reports, like I said, that uh they're looking into Darian Fox, the point guard from the Kings. That's a huge need for the Knicks. <clears throat> huge need for the Knicks. Um, is a point guard. Uh, Darian Fox would obviously solve that issue. The guy's having a monster, uh, had a monster year last year. He's starting to regroup after a uh, slow start to the year. But, I mean, his overall numbers this year, are they're pretty good. Um, 20 points per game. Let's take a look at Darian Fox's stats. I just want to confirm them. Yeah, in 2021 to 2022, he's averaging 21 points, 5.2 assists shooting 45%. So he's efficient. You know, he's a guy, he's a true point guard, and he can score. And the Knicks haven't had a point guard threat that could score as a scoring threat in so long since Jeremy Lin for maybe three weeks. And since then, it was Clyde Fraser is now up in the booth. But the Knicks really haven't had a point guard in a very long time. So Darian Fox, I, I mean, you pair him with OB Toppin, because assuming – you give up Randall for Fox. That's what the reports are out there saying. And the Knicks are very interested. So maybe we do see a move by the end of the show or by the end of the day. That would be pretty cool. See Julius Randall getting out of here. Um, but it's just not working, man. Julius Randall is not working. We got to figure out what we want to do with Julius Randall. I don't see him getting traded. If he does get traded... Hopefully it's for Darian Fox because I think that's the highest thing you could get for him. If I was the Kings, I wouldn't even make that move. I wouldn't want to bring in Julius Randle. I would not want to bring in Julius Randle to, especially who do the Kings have? If you just do that swap right there, just those two players, maybe a couple of picks and some cash. Or if it's just those two players swap teams. Julius Randles with who? Buddy Heald? That's about it, man. I mean, and then we get Darian Fox. So we we would we would obviously be the winners. Because now we, you insert Obi Toppin into the starting lineup, I'm assuming. Obi with a true point guard. We know we all know how that's gonna go. 
and Darian Fox can shoot. I mean, he's got to improve his shooting from the three point, uh, three point percent, uh, three point arc. But uh, man, overall, he's a good player, and I think the Knicks they would love to have a guy like him. He's sleeping so well, but we got to get a guy like him, man. That would be huge for the franchise. RJ Barrett too, man. He's he's improving, so it's not like you're losing. RJ Barrett's our he's our leading scorer since since the new year started. So we're not losing our our lead guy. It's not a big loss. It's actually I think if you could send Randall to the Kings for Darian Fox, you got to do it. You got to do it. It just makes sense. But it, I don't really expect much from the Knicks. I've given up on him. I really have. I love him. I'm just really focusing on R.J. Barrett's development now. And if Julius Randle gets traded, I mean, I'd be – that'd be fun to talk about, man. Bringing in Darian Fox or whoever for Julius Randle. The Lakers – I mean, the teams that could use Randle, I could see the Lakers. Why not? I mean – Julius Randle and the Lakers would be a good fit, I think. I mean, they don't have really any youthful guy. You put AD at the five, Randle at the four, LeBron at the three. That's a pretty good lineup right there. I don't know what you do with Russ. I don't know if you send him over to us. I don't know if I'd want Russ. But, I mean, Russ, I mean, you do get one year of Russ, and then he's out because we got a team option on his – he's got a team option on his year, so he would probably opt out. I think he's getting – 44 mil you would pay him. So that's that's pretty pricey. But th- then again, you're out of the Julius Randle long-term deal because that looks to be a bad deal for the Knicks. And you get a year of Russ. You know, Russ, I mean, when he was with OKC, I mean, he put up that. That's when he was putting up those numbers. But I wouldn't mind Russ. I wouldn't mind Russ. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, see, because that's the last time where he was the true lead guy. Like with the Lakers, it's AD and LeBron, and then he's the third option. When he's the first option, he's a very good player. But it doesn't really result in wins, so I I wouldn't really want Russell Westbrook. I think the Knicks, they have a good young core, and that's what I wanted to get into more than the trade rumors. I wanted to talk about their young core because if they do trade Fournier and they do trade Kemba, assuming they will, because the Fournier and Kemba, that's not working out. You know, Fournier's too inconsistent. He'll give you 30 points, but then he'll he won't score for the next five games. So, like, he's the most inconsistent player on the Knicks this year. He does really good against the Celtics and every five games. Other than that, Evan Fournier is a bad defender, too inconsistent from three. You know. He's not that spot-up shooter that we thought he was. I mean, he when he gets going, he's hot. And he would be a really good piece on a playoff team. So I think that's also why the Knicks are letting him be one of the main guys in the scoring in the offensive, uh, on the offensive side these past few games is because they're trying to deal him out, you know, get his value high. And his value is it's pretty high right now after these past few games. You know, uh, he's got that big – the game ability to he's got that ability to go out there and give you 25 points. He could do it any night. Just the question is, 
can he make that consistent? I don't think he will. He's I think he'll still be that inconsistent guy no matter where he goes. But still on a playoff team, that's that's useful, you know. You send him to a team like the Mavs, the Mavs could use him, the Lakers could use him, the Brooklyn Nets could use him. You know, especially with Joe Harris out. He just fills in that role. There's a lot of teams I would use Evan Fournier. And also Kemba Walker, he would be huge for the L.A. Lakers. That would be a good one. You know, back up Russell Westbrook. I think Kemba needs to take a six-man role, kind of like what D. Rose did. Because Kemba and D. Rose are very similar. I mean, D. Rose is obviously a lot more athletic and a lot better. But with the knee injuries, um, both vets, both been in the league a while, I think Kemba needs to take that step back just like Derrick Rose did and become that six-man and accept it. That's what he needs to do. He needs to accept that six-man role, come off the bench. He'll be playing against guys that are also on the bench, so he'll have an advantage because he's a starting. He's capable of being a starting point guard, but him off the bench would be very useful. He'd be a very useful asset off the bench. Him on another team doing what Derrick Rose did last year I think would help out tremendously. You put him on a team like the Memphis Grizzlies when John Morant comes off the bench. Be huge. Be huge. Or even a team like the Miami Heat. I wouldn't want him to go to the Miami Heat just because we do play him. But there's a lot of a lot of teams that could use Kemba Walker. Because I just don't think the Knicks are using him in the right way. I think he needs he's he's got to come off the bench. You know, he's got to come off the bench. And we got D. Rose coming back to be our sixth man, so we don't need a sixth man. I think you you... You put IQ in that starting starting five as the point guard. Unless you do trade Randall for Darian Fox. But if you do trade Kemba, I think that would make IQ the starting point guard. And then you got Barrett at the two, Fournier at the three. And then you got Toppin or Randall. Um, and Mitch, I mean, but if you can get Rand- if you get rid of Randall, IQ, uh, Randall, not IQ, if you get rid of Randall, Evan Fournier, and Kemba, that's starting five of the Knicks, man. Soon it would probably be IQ, Quentin Grimes, RJ Bear, OB Toppin, and Mitch. That's a lineup that Knicks fans want to see. So if all three of those guys get traded, and the Knicks really do sell, and they're they're building for the future because they got young guys, man. Miles McBride in the G League. He doesn't belong in the G League, man. He's killing it out there. He's putting up putting up numbers every time he goes to the Westchester Knicks. 30, he's a walking 30 point, walking 30 point bucket. Every single night in the G League. But he doesn't get minutes. Like he doesn't get a chance. Uh, Quentin Grimes, he works hard. Obviously, he's getting the minutes he deserves. But you open him in the starting lineup. With IQ, Barrett, Toppin, and Mitch, man. IQ and Grimes, you know, those two lethal shooters. Barrett from the corner is a lethal shooter. Obi's obviously got to work on his three-point game. But when he's uh, past last week, he was hitting his threes. Kind of changed his release. Maybe that was maybe that was it. I don't know. But if he could do that more, then that would be huge for the Knicks. But you trade Randall, Fournier, and Kemba. That opens things up for the young guys so much, and I think a lot of Knicks fans would love to see that. Anyways, let's let's move topics from the New York Knicks and uh, 
go to the other side of town, go to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, Brooklyn Nets are kind of in the same little realm as the, as the Knicks. They need to make a trade. Um, they're falling apart. Uh, and the scary thing for them is Knicks, we don't, uh, we don't expect the Knicks to do anything. The Brooklyn Nets, we expect a championship. I mean, you got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden figured the hell out, man. But they seriously got to think of it, making a trade. They have to. They don't got enough. They don't got enough guys. Even with KD coming back, you can't you can't play him thirty seven plus minutes a night like they have. That's what caused him to get hurt in the first place. I've said it over and over, but and I've said it over and over. James Harden just looks like he doesn't want to be there. It's it, He's not hustling. It's kind of the same case as Julius Randle. He's turning the ball over. He's not hustling. Seems like he's out of shape. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. And that's a serious question. Does he want to be on the court? But we'll take a break. We're going to get more into that next um, on the Hot Take Podcast. All right, we are back on the Hot Take Podcast with Jimmy Nolan. Um, So let's get back into it. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, we'll pick up where we left off, man. James Harden, obviously, doesn't look like he wants to be there. Kyrie's not on the court, obviously, on the home games. They're playing tonight, though, so on the road. So Kyrie will be in tonight. It's always fun to watch Kyrie Irving, though. I love Kyrie Irving. I always say that he's when he's on the court, he's the best point guard in the league. I think he's better than Steph Curry. I really do. I could debate anybody any day that Kyrie Irving is better than Steph Curry. But, um, I mean, you just look at it. Kyrie can do so much more than Steph Curry. I mean, I get it. Steph Curry is a lethal three-point shooter. But Kyrie is just as efficient from three-point. Ten times better uh, ball handler. Um, and he can get to the rim better. He can finish at the rim better. And he plays better defense. But that's another topic for another day. Um, James Harden, man, just does, doesn't look like he wants to be there. Kevin Durant's not coming back anytime soon. So the Nets need to figure it out. They need to make a trade. My, like Miles Turner would be a perfect fit, I think, for the Brooklyn Nets. Got lethal three-point shooter as a, uh, as a center. Amazing rim protector. He's leads the league in blocks almost every single year. He's a beast. So I think that's a trade uh, that the Knicks, uh, the Brooklyn Nets should look into. Miles Turner, um, maybe even bring back Harris Levert in that deal. You seriously, I, I mean, the Pacers, they got some good assets. They got some really good assets. They just can't put it together. They really can't. The Rick Carlisle operation is failing. I mean, the Indiana Pacers were a really good team last year. I mean, they, they were fighting for the playing. I mean, they have a good team, you know, Levert. So bonus, Miles Turner. You hear the, those guys, Miles Turner out. Uh, not Miles Turner. Forgot it. Malcolm Brogdon. That's his name. Uh, but yeah, they got a good team and they got good pieces. They got good assets that you could trade for. I think the Nets should seriously look at Sabonis and or Miles Turner. I would go for more Miles Turner. I think on my previous shows, I've said that. I'd like Levert and Sabonis, but I'd rather do. I think the Nets just need size. Claxton is a good piece, but he's a backup. You put in Miles Turner as your starting center and Claxton off the bench, I don't know. You might have to give up Claxton in that trade. 
because he's a young piece that, that the Nets could trade. He's he's shown a lot of shown a lot of potential. But the Nets need to make a trade because they need James Harden needs help. He's not that player he once was. He's not going out there and putting up the numbers he once was. I mean, dude, guy led the league in points three years in a row. James Harden was a beast, but he's just not that type of player anymore. And it just it, it just looks like he really doesn't want to be there. Really doesn't look like he wants to be there. But anyways, I don't want to spend too much time on the Nets. I want to talk about the Jets. We got guest uh, Santino Corelli coming on, friend and guest today. We'll talk Jets. We're both big Jets fans, so we're going to give a little biased take on that. But Nets are at the Jet at in Utah tonight against the Jazz. Um, Harden's supposed to play. Apparently, he's fatigued, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's resting. Oh, he's actually out. James Harden is out. Uh, he's officially out. And the Jazz do have Rudy Gobert out. And Donovan Mitchell will be playing tonight, though. So it's going to be a good game with uh, Donovan Mitchell versus Kyrie Irving. That's actually going to be a game to watch. That's going to be an interesting game. I don't see the Nets pulling this one off, though. You know, the Jazz got guys off the bench. You know, they got a good defense. The Nets have a horrible defense. Um, And the Jazz, you know, they're the number one ranked offense. Number one ranked offense. And the Nets got the 18th ranked defense. So, especially with no Harden, it's just Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie's not going to have help. Kyrie's going to put up probably 25 points. 25 plus points, he's going to put on a show, but I just don't see the Nets being able to pull it off. They can't, I don't, not tonight. I, I see them losing seven straight, and they really, they got a problem, man. Six in the Eastern Conference is a serious problem. Nets got to figure something out. But yeah, it's official that James Harden was just reported by the Brooklyn Nets Twitter. He's out 29 minutes ago. He's out. Since we're on Twitter, let's actually check the uh, the whole Knicks deal, Knicks trade rumors. Give an update. Yep. Nope. Still uh, per Brian Windhorse. Player that makes the most sense in that swap is Julius Randle for Darian Fox. That's it. That's still it. So we'll wrap up on the Nets. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, and then we'll, we'll be back with guests. Santino Corelli. We'll talk uh, New York Jets. For the first time in a while on this podcast, got to get it in the Jets, man, next on the Hot Take Podcast. All right, we are back on the Hot Take Podcast with Jimmy Nolan. Uh, today we got a guest and my friend joining me today, Santino Corelli, longtime Jets fan. We'll be talking some Jets right now, Jets football. We haven't really talked about it in a while on the podcast, so I'm excited to get started. Let's get into it. What'd you think about the Jets season? Obviously, four and what thirteen we we were another losing season, but it felt different at the end of the year. Is that the same for you as a Jets fan? Do you does it feel any different as years prior? Yeah, no, it definitely feels different. Obviously, the start of the season was a little rocky. You know, things were slow. You know, the line was awful. Wilson wasn't you know getting the time he needed to throw. And even the offensive calling wasn't too great. You know, they weren't utilizing, I think, everyone's talents correctly. And then, you know, once Wilson came back from that PCL sprain, things started to look better. You know, the offense was clicking. We're putting up points. 
you know, so I do like where we're at, you know, structurally, this is kind of like the first time I can say as a Jets fan in a long time, I feel good about the general manager, the coach, you know, even, you know, the Johnson family, you know, they're not the greatest, but, you know, right now, these past couple of years, they've seemed more invested than they have been over like the past 10 years, I'd say. Yeah, Joe Douglas, man, he's really turned this franchise around in the right direction. I was so excited when he took over. He had a huge pedigree. I think he won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, was it? I think I believe it was the Eagles, right? Oh, was it the Eagles? Oh, it was the Eagles. Yeah, it was the Eagles with the Nick Foles year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since he's been on board, uh, they made the right decision in Rob Sala. Obviously, he's had a rough start. Were you worried? Like, everyone's always worried about him not getting fired up because we've obviously saw that on the sideline with the 49ers. So what I wanted to ask, do you think we're going to see more of that if the Jets start to win? Because obviously, they why are you going to get – he can't really get fired up for losing. So do you think yeah. we'll see more of that side of him maybe next year with well, some I wins? Think, I think, yes, we will because, you know, you have to take into account, you know, we are a very young team last year, you know, the youngest in the league. And we had, yep. you know, the most rookies playing the most snaps. And you got to be patient, you know, and especially when you're trying to, you know, rebuild a football team and get the right, you know, winning pedigree, you, you have to be patient. And, you know, let the rookies develop. Obviously, you know, losing games, it's like you said, it's hard to, you know, get fired up. But, you know, I think going forward next year, you know, with the amount of experience these young guys got, you know, we bring in a couple more experienced players. I think it will help things and it will turn us into a better football team. And, you know, I'm not saying we're going to make the playoffs or anything, but, you know, definitely do a little better like year in and year out, you know, and just kind of get to back to that competitive level where we're consistently competing again. Yeah, man. I'm hoping, honestly, I'm trying to hope that we're in the wild card hunt at least next year. I, like I said, I agree with you. I don't want to make predictions that we're going to go to the playoffs, but it would be nice to see that like with a Zach Wilson improvement, because at the end of the year, obviously off that PCL strain, like you said, he came back off fire. And so what do you think of Zach Wilson? Like as we're on that topic, no, he's he's definitely got talent, the kid. I mean, he can throw the ball. He can move. You know, one thing I like that he was doing more in the second half of the season was he was using his legs. And, you know, he should be. He's a quick guy, you know. And with uh, an experienced line that's not too good, you're going to have to. You know, you got to kind of help your team any way you can. And I think, you know, any rookie quarterback, it's important. If you can, you know, run, you got to. You know, those little – fourth downs or third down, third and shorts, you, you can use your legs. And I think, you know, with that, if he keeps utilizing that, you know, everything will kind of fall on the line, but it just all comes down to protecting him. You know, he needs the time. He was the most um, rushed quarterback last year with the most pressures and his stats were horrible from it, you know, and they're going to be, if you're going to be getting pressured like that every time, but I can say that, you know, he is a good player and, you know, you put the right pieces around him He's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, the pieces, that's what we didn't do with Darnold. But I also think Wilson's a lot more athletic than Darnold. He's got a lot better arm. Like that one throw in the Tennessee Titans game, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That no, time to Corey Davis. Whew. Yeah. No, beautiful. He's just showing off that strong arm potential, man. And I'm excited about Zach Wilson. I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks as a one of the best rookie quarterbacks yeah. uh, after he came off that injury. I mean, he did have the numbers. Like, he was first and second. Um, but like you said, the pieces around him, do you think we're going to get more pieces? I mean, we got Michael Carter, who looked really strong, 
and we had Elijah Moore who looked really strong. Obviously, we need more. But what do you think of those two guys? So with Elijah Moore, I really liked how he turned into a player. I wish the connection started quicker with him and Wilson. You know, it was kind of – it took a little bit to get uh, Elijah Moore going in a sense. You know, really wasn't getting that many targets. Then kind of when, you know, Wilson got hurt and Mike White took over, he started to get more targets. And then that led to, you know, I think Mike LaFleur really breaking into the offense and kind of saying, like, look, we need to, like, get this guy the ball. And, you know, things started clicking with him. Michael Carter, again, he's a solid back. I like him. You know, I think he bounces off tackles. He's quick. You know, he's a good back, you know, to push the ball down. Uh, I would like to see them sign another running back, though, to give him a good combo duo. I like Ty Johnson, but he's just, like, not it for me. You know, he's not terrible, but I'd, I'd like to see him get a guy a little bit more elusive, you know. Wish Ty Johnson catch a little better. But um, Yeah, I mean – I feel like Ty Johnson would be a good backup, but not with not with Michael Carter as your starter. Like he's still too young. Yeah. Yet. And I don't think I don't really see him as that back in 20 carries game. I see him as back maybe like 15 carries out of the uh, out of the backfield too, catching some passes. And then maybe we do get like a real power back that we could just hand the ball off to when we're on the in the 10 yard line. Something yeah. like that. In that five yard line, right about to score, you know what I mean? So do you, who do you uh, think that the Jets should get as so, that running back? Number one, I think the Jets need on offensive side is a tight end. You know, we haven't yeah, had you know, a tight end that's like, you know, been consistently solid since I'd say Dustin Keller. You know, we've had okay players like Austin Safari and Jenkins was all right. You know, we had some guys in those years that were okay, but you know, you look at any quarterback in this league who's winning ball games, and, you know, they have tight ends, whether it's, you know, tight ends that can catch, you know, block, or, you know, you're Travis Kelsey and you're just disgusting all around. But, like, you know, every quarterback. And I think Wilson, you know, if he had that tight end cushion, it'd make him a much better player because, you know, it's opening up his options. And, you know, just having that, like I said before, that tight end there, it just makes the quarterback feel so much better, like. Yeah, I agree. I actually wrote about that in one of my blogs. There's a – yeah, his name. Uh, I forgot his name. I can't think of it right now. But the guy, he's in school right now. He's like the number one ranked tight end. He's a beast. I kind of want the Jets to draft him. Yeah, I think no, his name I, is Austin McBride. I'm not sure. I think they should definitely, you know, weigh into, you know, draft options and tight end. I also would love to see them sign uh, Dallas's tight end, uh, Schultz. He's a free agent, actually, Um, you know, this year. And – He's a guy that, you know, could actually get paid, you know, and I think we're the team that can actually pay him because, you know, we do have a lot of cap and, you know, he's a guy that I, I'm, I'm sure is going to want more targets. I mean, he put up 700 yards this season with the Cowboys and you got Ezekiel Elliott, you know, you got Amari Cooper, um, CD Lamb, like all these options and even um, Tony Pollard, like, you know, and he's still putting up 700 yards. Like, you know, that's a guy we need. I would pay him, you know. I would pay him. I like that idea, man. I, I, I'm i all for it, man. I want a tight end for Zach Wilson so bad because, like you said, dude, all the young quarterbacks, what they're all good because they have a really good tight end, like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. I mean, you name it, dude. Uh, you got – even in San Francisco, George Kittle, that helps out Jimmy G. And he's – I mean, Jimmy G's obviously not a young quarterback and he sucks. But George Kittle helps that 49ers team out so much. Just yeah. having that guy – just a quarterback and just throw to 
check down to, you know, and just catch and let him do the rest of the work. Yeah. But yeah, I do think we need to get Elijah more and more involved. But also, I do think we need another wide receiver to put on the other side of him just because, yeah. you know, yeah, obviously, like he's still too young to be that number one guy. And I think if we wanted to be a number one guy, we should get another number one guy to help his development. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. You know, Elijah Moore is going to be good. Obviously, he's young, so we need him to develop into the receiver we want him to be. You know, looking at free agency, we got, you know, um, Cole's a free agent and um, Crowder's a free agent. I don't see us resigning any of them. You know, I think we're going to. Well, Barrios, isn't he a free agent? Um, get him I back? think we're in talks of a contract extension with him. I know. Uh, yeah, we well, got things are looking back. good for him. Yeah, we need Barrios. He's just good to you know mix things up. He's he's great, yeah. You know. Anyway, you know, I'd like to see them. You know, if they can maybe make a trade where they're not really giving up too much, maybe try to land Calvin Ridley if that's possible. You know, maybe see where he's at. You know, obviously we want a player that's you know going to come and give it a hundred percent. You know, we don't we got to see like what's going on with him, but. He's definitely a guy I could see them go after maybe because, you know, he's a deep threat, you know, and he's another guy that could kind of go down the field with Corey Davis because I do think he's a good receiver too. And then you have Elijah Moore. Like, I think that's a that's a solid core. And then you got uh, Barrios, you know. So I would like to see him go after someone like that. Also, I believe uh, Allen Robinson's a free agent. So, you know, he, he could be an okay option. I know he had a terrible season this year, but, you know, it is the Bears. So, like. Yeah. I'm not going to give him really too much quarterback. Credit. We could get him cheap maybe, you know, like who knows. But I, yeah, I think we, maybe we could get him cheap. I think Allen Robinson would actually do well with – I mean, you got Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. Like you said, those two guys are – those two guys are solid. So you give uh, Allen Robinson those two, he's going to be open a lot more than he was with the Bears too. So yeah. I think he would, he would do much better with the Jets than with the Bears. Yeah. But I'm excited also because now we can actually see – get some defensive uh, players, help out yeah. Rob Salah's defense. Who do you see the Jets going after in free agency on defense? So on the defensive side, we definitely need another pass rusher, I'd say. You know, another solid guy to get to the quarterback. I'd like to see them sign a veteran corner. Now, I do like our corners. You know, they are very young, obviously. I, I believe Michael Carter and Eccles, Michael Carter this third or whatever his name is. Yeah. Other Michael Carter we drafted. Crazy. But, um, you know, we got him and Eccles, and, you know, they're solid. And Bryce Hall, I think he's in his second year or third year now. You know, Bryce Hall Yeah, I like solid. him. He's solid. Um, Eccles I liked. And I even like Michael Carter, too. You know, I just – we need more age in there. We need more veteran presence, I think, in there. You know, they're good to have for depth, you know, but I don't think they're really yet there yet And you know, being locked down corners. I think only you could say Bryce Hall's, like, the one that's, like, kind of getting there. Because, I mean, he was great this year, you know. Obviously, her record doesn't show, but he was, he was good. He played well. and um, Yeah, he was definitely one of the bright spots. It definitely starts there. And, um, you know, I'd like to see them grab another linebacker. I really loved picking up Quincy Williams. You know, I, I wasn't too sure about the trade at first, but, you know, it ended up working out great. You know, I guess playing with his brother, you know, they, he was a dog out there getting sacks, you know, yeah. fumbles, all that, you know, kind of stuff. So, you know, I think the main thing for us is, you know, linebacker, corner, pass rusher, you know, maybe even pick up another safety because I don't see us assigning Marcus May back either. So we're going to have to do something there, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, Marcus May, isn't he still hurt too? I wouldn't even, even yeah, take well, that chance, I, him coming off the injury. 
Yeah, no, and it was a what, it was Achilles, right? Yeah, yeah it was a so, leg injury. So you know, it's a shame because he wanted to stay, but you know, I, I just don't even think it's gonna work out. You know, I think it's best we move on from that. You know. Yeah, that's another safety con, man. Jamal Adams and now Marcus May. But we got some, you know, pluses coming back for the defense. You know, we got Carl Lawson coming back, Lamarcus Joyner. Like those are TJ guys. Mosley. Yeah, and, and, they, and I they, love Mosley. And he didn't even see the field, Lawson. Yeah, and, you know that guy. You know, I thought. You know, damn, like he's going to the Pro Bowl, like he's gonna have a good year. Like I didn't think like Jets were gonna, you know, do anything crazy, but you know, definitely he was gonna get a Pro Bowl. Like that kid was yeah. going off, and then you know, sadly he got injured, and you know, I'm just hoping he comes back. Him, you know, just like CJ did, you know, because yeah, CJ needs help. He's great, you know. He's a. Gr I'm surprised he didn't get a uh, Pro Bowl. You know, he's he's a great player. I mean, over. Yeah, I think it was hard for him with the Jets, just like you said, man. That record, it really it just overshadows like the bright spots of the team. Like I think Barrios, did, did he make the pro bowl? Did Barrios get the, Um, I don't know if he, I'm not sure if he made it, but I, I do know he was like a special team selection or something like that. So I know, I yeah, do man. know he's down there. So I feel like but if he was, he was just on a better team showcased more often on national TV, because the jets, man, no one talks about him obviously. Cause you yeah. know, they suck, but. We, well, we like to talk game. about him because we're fans of him. So, but yeah, Zach Wilson, man, I'm excited. Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, Bryce Hall, and that's another young player, man. Like you said, Bryce Hall, he was obviously one of the bright spots this year. He actually, before he got hurt in college, which caused him to go so low in the draft, he was projected to go like first round. So maybe the Jets, the Jets got a little, uh, little steal in that draft last year. What yeah. do you think? You think Bryce Hall could actually turn into a legit lockdown cornerback? No, I think he can. You know, the kid's head's on straight. You know, he he's 100% in. You know, he plays his heart out every Sunday. You know, even – that's what I love about, you know, our team. You know, even though we were, you know, not winning games and, you know, we weren't a good team, you know, we stayed true and we played every weekend. You know, we played for Salah and we played for our fans. And that's kind of what you got to take away from seasons like that when you lose because it all comes down to character and your grit because it's a process. You know, it's, it's hard to, you know, just, you know, start a dynasty like the Patriots. It takes time and it, it takes the right pieces falling in the right time. So I do think Bryce Hall, you know, if he sticks to his game and, you know, he just keeps working, that he can be a lockdown corner in the league easily you know he definitely has the skills you know he's very good with breaking up passes so he gives havoc out there you know i'm not saying he's gonna be our next revis but he definitely could be a guy that you know can be on the team for a long time you know locking people down yeah hopefully just a guy that could like actually stay on the team just because we've drafted so many guys i feel like leonard williams was one of them one of them that we drafted high he had to go jamal adams now marcus may second round pick just seeing the Jets fail with the draft. But these past few years, especially last year's draft with Joe Douglas, he seemed to hit like he's hitting. Yeah. So Barry do you like Joe Douglas? Great, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on Joe Douglas. I like him. You know, I like the moves he's making. You know, as a Jets fan, again, you know, I'm not going to bash him on this year. You know, if you were a Jets fan thinking we were going to the playoffs this year, I'm just yeah crazy. Like, you know – it's all the process, you know, and as long as he keeps doing the right moves and putting the right pieces in, that's that's all we can hope for, you know. But I do like, you know, his attitude, and I like, you know, who he has around him. So it's looking good, I think, you know, and us scouting the um the college games over there, the, what, the Senior Bowl? Yeah. 
so that that's awesome you know time for them the coaches yeah. to get out there and you know recruit you know and get some players in this draft you know because even though this isn't a quarterback draft you know there's there's going to be great players you know to take you know so it's going to be yeah i'm excited do. so i guess we'll let's touch on rob Sala and michael fleur before we finish things up because i think those two guys they don't get enough showcasing because i think those two guys are young two young coaches that are really going to make a mark in this league especially michael fleur he seemed to have started getting getting the think, trick of things when he started moving up in the booth uh, yeah. after Zach Wilson went down. So, what do you think about those two? Are you excited for next year and years to come with those two? You think they're yeah, gonna no, be definitely. You know, I'm expecting Salah to be the coach. You know, that's our guy. You know, I think the players play for him. He's invested. You know, and that's what you need. You need that energy and that uh, excitement. And you know, for uh, Mike Lafleur, you know. I think, you know, obviously I wasn't too sure about him at the start of the season. Things were a little slow, but, you know, it's a young team. It's not like the 49ers anymore. Like, you know, you got to you gotta be patient. Just patience is key. And, um, you know, he started, you know, calling the right plays and, you know, using Barrios, which I loved, you know, and getting the offense to move. So as long as he keeps doing that, you know, and he's calling the right plays and Wilson's not making his turnovers and his mistakes, like there's really nothing you can ask for, you know, but – I do like it. You know, I'm not saying let's fire him. You know, I'm not going to take one year and, you know, throw him out. Like, you know, I'm, I want to see more what they're going to do this year, you know, cause this year now we're going to have free agency, you know, hopefully get some more veterans. Then we'll see how the season plays out. You know, if we end up being a better team than we were last year, then we have growth. And, you know, if we're not, you know, then going to have to look at some things, but I definitely think Sal is the guy, you know, definitely. Yeah. I agree. I think Rob Sal is going to be our next guy that's going to be the head coach of this team. Hopefully five, ten years, man, at least. And then hopefully Mike LaFleur, hopefully he's one of those guys that can show off that he's such a good offense coordinator and gets a head coaching job like five, ten years down the road. That, that would mean that he did his time well here and that Zach Wilson succeeded. Because that's what I'm most – I think Mike LaFleur being with Zach Wilson and Braxton Berrios, Elijah Moore, all these young guys and as a young offensive mind, I think that's good for him because they could all work collaboratively and they could just all, he could just get these young guys going, man. And they could also talk to him. They could communicate better just because they're also, they're all so young. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, and, and they could play for a long time, you know, and the jets with this need to take advantage of, you know, the rookie contracts and things like that, because, you know, come down the road, you know, these guys end up being the players we want them to be, you know, obviously they're going to need to be compensated for that. And, you know, that all falls into building the right structure. You know, we got to bring a winning football team to the table, but we got to keep it going. You know, it's, we can't have these, you know, over the past years, like the same old jets, we, you know, we come in, we make the playoffs and then you don't see us for 10 years. You know, we got to start, you know, fighting just every year in that. Hunt. Resigning our own. You know, because any and any week anyone could lose. I mean, we beat the Bengals and they're in the Super Bowl right now, you know, and it just shows, you know, any anyone could lose on any Sunday. So, you know, we do the right things with this young group. Like we're going to look good because everything looks good, you know. Yeah, I think Rob Sala even said it after one of his post-game interviews, he was like, yeah, some weeks we're going to look like one of the best teams in football, like we should be a Super Bowl team. And then the next week we're going to look like we shouldn't even be on the football field for the NFL. We have the youngest team in the league. Like, what yeah. do you expect? But, yeah. but it's good, you know, because now those guys have that experience, experience that yeah. many other rookies are not getting, you know. I mean, look at the opportunity. So, I mean, you think, like, 
I mean, we drafted two corners last draft, and, you know, they're both starting. You know, that never really happens that much unless you're, like, a top guy, you know, like Denzel Ward. I think he was, like, the last, like, really high prospect corner, you know. Like, so it's just very interesting to see because, you know, I just saw today, actually, um, this uh, – I forget which company it was, but they put the Jets at number one for, um, you know, best, like, you know, team going into free agency, you know, and that – Things look good, you know, and I think people are, you know, seeing that too. And I think, you know, we're gonna. Yeah, it also helps now that the Giants are in like a horrible spot right now. Yeah. That the Jets, the Giants are us last year. Now, yeah, you know, we're, now we're. I do we're like back. their signings, though. The Giants. Yeah, I do. I do like Dayball. He seems but, to be he seems to be good. But yeah, well, take back. Yeah, but look. we only do got like two more minutes though, just because. We got to meet that 30-minute clip window. But anything you want to say on the Jets before before we wrap things up? Nah, just, you know, really, you know, pray. That's it, you know. Pray, yeah. you know, hope. these teams, these hope. Hope this team, you know, gets it together and, you know, proves that they're a new team and they're a new structure. But that's it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, dude. We're definitely going to have you on more. I think it went really well today. So I'm definitely going to have you on, Hope maybe even weekly. Talk about the Jets a lot. Talk about football a lot because, yeah, it went really well. So thank you, dude, for coming on. Yeah, dude, no problem. I had a great time. And, um, you know, anytime, you know, let me know. I'm ready to talk. So, you know. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, this is uh, – thank you guys for listening to the Hot Take Podcast with Jimmy Nolan. Signing off. <laughs>